In this episode of Advisor Revelations, we need to leverage the technology that we have as much as possible, make it easy for clients to use it, make it easy to understand, make sure we're using it internally that really improves our efficiencies. Dan Rolfing shares how he's using technology, why incorporating insurance products is crucial for clients, and breaks down the solutions he's using in this current environment. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're joined by Dan Rolfing. He's a senior financial advisor with the Lance Financial Team. Thanks for being on with us, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me, Leslie. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Really excited to have you here, and it's been great partnering with you so far. So our listeners can learn a little bit more about you, Dan. Tell us five fun facts about yourself. It can be work or personal. Sure. Maybe the most interesting thing that you can't really see about me is that I'm most of the time I'm the tallest person in the room. I'm six feet, eight inches tall. Um, I played basketball, obviously, because of that, all the way through college. Uh, so what that means is that I end up with two very avid baseball players for my sons. So nobody wants to play basketball with me at home, which is fine, except that I've also found recently I'm not very good at uh, dodging the baseball as my son had uh, recently broke my cheekbone, uh, hitting it off my face. In my personal life, I, I can't wait till we can start traveling again. Maybe one other thing that uh, that nobody really knows, which probably is why I'm ranked 19 millionth in sales on Amazon is that I actually am a published novelist one time. I sat down and, and wrote the great American novel and I'm proud to have done, probably never will do again. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's great, Dan. Thanks so much for, for sharing some of that about yourself. Uh, so how is your cheek, first of all? Yeah, <laughs> oh it, my Lord. You know, it's the baseball's pretty hard. <laughs> so tell me, Dan, Besides all that personal information, which we appreciate, what got you started in financial advising? How did you end up here? Well, quite frankly, um, I went to college for computer science. I was going to write video games because I liked playing video games. I also, at the time, switched my other major to finance simply because it worked out better with basketball practice schedule. All the finance (laughs) classes were in the morning at the time. So I thought, oh, this is something I'll dump into. I really want to do the computer science stuff. Once I started taking finance, I really gleaned onto that and had no idea what I was going to do with finance coming out of school. Uh, I had a great opportunity to work with a, a financial planning firm, a small one at the time. Uh, a couple of years after that, I, I made my way to the Lance team and it's we've been with them ever since. It's definitely, I think, a great place to, to be working in right now. We get the opportunity to help a lot of folks and I'm glad that you found your way over here because I love getting to work with you. It's awesome. Well, I, I like solving problems for people and uh, every client is, is, is different, even if they have the same parameters or something like that. It's always a different scenario and the solutions we come up with are unique to them. I agree with you that the problem solving is probably one of the the most exciting and perhaps the most challenging parts of what we do. And I guess that kind of takes takes me right to one of the points that we were going to talk about today, which is our collaboration with you on the 1035 exchange that we've been doing around those clients. But before we get to that, I'd like to talk a little bit about the due diligence process that you and the Lance team did as you were getting ready to join DPL, I think that that's really made you a successful member right out of the starting gate. And I'd like to explore with our listeners a little bit about the process that you went through when you were deciding to partner with us. 
I actually came across DPL out of some research I was doing for the SECURE Act. If you remember back in, in January and early February, one of the biggest things the financial planning world was going to deal with in 2020 was the SECURE Act. Probably was going to be the single biggest thing we were thinking about prior to everything else that's happened. But out of that, with all of the changes that were occurring for beneficiaries and inherited IRAs, we really were looking for a solution that was going to at least give us a an option for our clients to rebuild some of the tax ramifications of, of what would happen in their estate plan due to the SECURE Act. So I was doing research trying to find low-cost or fee-only life insurance, actually. term doesn't work for a survivorship or an estate plan type scenario that the SECURE Act is pushing. So looking for this, this low-cost insurance solution, started seeing things about DPL in the media and my, my searches and my questions for, for different people in the industry, what they were using. The more I looked into it, the more I saw that the real value was in not just insurance, but then in this low-cost fee-only annuity side. We've done a lot of annuity business, particularly in the past, around the financial crisis before and after, and at various points in time. And having an option for a fee-only annuity suite really started to appeal to us. So we started asking our questions. We started scheduling our, our calls with reps from DPL. Uh, but we really went through our paces because this is such a critical thing, and doing this right is key. And really, it's going to help our business and very much help our clients. So it's, it's, it's a win-win scenario, but it did take a lot of, of time for us to get into it, kind of going through with a fine-tooth comb, not to be cliche, but giving it every aspect of, of research we could. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I, 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 I remember Cody sharing with me that you guys had a number of calls, and I remember being on that, that initial conversation of a lot of the members that we brought on this past fall you guys have been really focused on utilizing us right out of the gate. And that's really helped us focus in on the best interests of your clients and moving some of these annuities around for them and, and creating some value. So can you talk a little bit about the types of cases that you came in the door wanting to focus on right away and why you targeted those specific cases? Yes. So we really had two things we were focusing on coming out of the gate. Once we realized that the, the primary objective was going to be on the annuity side, we're looking at two things. For new business on the annuity side, at least, we've, we had just started getting back into in the last couple of years building CD ladders again. Uh, for a long time, coming out of the financial crisis, rates being so low, the CDs just weren't there. And I think a lot of us would agree that if we could go out and get five, six, seven percent CDs over four, five, six years, we'd have CD ladders as part of our portfolios. Just from a, uh, an old-fashioned asset allocation standpoint, safety of principal and, and, and fixed income. And then sure enough, here we go. And now rates are back down. Uh, in, in, the, in the basement again. And so the initial, one of the initial things we did was say, all right, we've got CDs rolling off. They were two and a half, three, three and a half percent. It's not going to work to continue with the ladder at 0.2. So we, we looked at the fixed annuities, the multi-year guaranteed annuities. So that was one aspect of it. We've done some of that. And that's been from an annuity standpoint, new money to an annuities. But from our standpoint, that's just replacing CDs with something that was getting a similar yield to what they had. On the, on the, the variable annuity side, as I mentioned, we, we've got a pretty large book of annuities that were the best products we could 
put in front of a client at the time we bought it and they have worked, they've done their job. There's nothing, there's nothing actually wrong with them. But now we're starting to see that there might be better options. As we've gotten more and more into this, we're seeing we can match the income stream after tax in some cases or even absolute. We can match the income stream. We can grow the income stream, which a lot of the old annuities we have are flat income. Once you start, that's the number the rest of the way. Will it work? Sure. But can we do better? At the same time, we're seeing that we can also drive down the costs where replacing these annuities, getting the same or similar income, potentially growing income or other features uh, that, that we don't have access to, such as a long-term care benefit or something like that out of the annuity while driving down their absolute costs. Well, that helps the client substantially. Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense to me. And I think you bring an important point to the table that sometimes gets overlooked is it's not that all annuities are bad, right? It's that they've certainly changed quite a bit over the intervening years since the financial crisis. And I think in the case of the commission free space, have certainly started to offer a lot more value to clients, both from that income perspective, as well as from the cost perspective. So in creating more value for your clients, Dan, and working on a lot of these annuity exchanges, we've spent a lot of time crunching the numbers and doing a lot of mathematical modeling to prove out that making the move is in the best interest of your clients. Can you talk a little bit more about why that collaboration is important to you? Well, I think it's so critical to really get into the numbers on these for a couple of different reasons. One, we're going back to a client and saying, and and potentially moving something that at the time they they purchased it from us. One, we were selling it as a commission product back back then. That's the only option we had. And so there was a lot of, of due diligence that went into which annuities we used with our clients six, seven, eight, 10, 12 years ago. So when we're asking them to move something that we told them at the time was going to be the a solution that's going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. In a lot of cases, combined lives for them and their spouse if they're married. Now we're coming back and saying, well, it was great, but let's do this different one. And that means getting into the numbers. That means showing them, okay, there's no compromises here. We're not going to make you switch because just the income is better, but the costs aren't, or because the costs are better, but the income's worse, or you're going to have to pay to get out of it. Or there, there can be no aspect where you're, you're making a change that doesn't benefit you as a client. Now, in some cases, we might start with a slightly lower income because it's going to climb out of there, and that's fine. But it's a low an overall. So we've been done, doing a lot of modeling where we say, okay, maybe this looks great in year one. How does it look in year 10 or 15 or 20? Because they're lifetime products. Maybe it doesn't look as good in year one, but how does it look in year 10, 15 or 20? Because again, it's a lifetime product. So we can grow into it. So I'm looking at not just the one-off cost is better, income is better in the first year, second year. I'm also looking at the total or an estimated picture. The other thing we're doing the bare bones. What are we getting here? I want to look at it that way because I want to know what those numbers look like in the worst possible case. So I think that's so critical why we have to really get into those numbers. The other side of it is we got to make sure that we don't 
burden their plan or make things, even if the numbers are better or something like that, we don't want to make, we don't make sure we don't make things overly complex or, or, or difficult for them to follow or frankly difficult for us to work with for them. So we got to make sure it works inside their plan too. So we're getting pretty detailed on these things. You know this, I've sent you my spreadsheets. Uh, we've gone over them together. Uh, they're getting more and more detailed as we go. So much so we're even able to go back to some of the cases we initially dismissed and maybe take a second or third look because now we're getting even better and better at analyzing these numbers, which I love. I'm a numbers guy. I like getting into it. Um, when the numbers work, you're finding solutions for people. So that's what, that's what I like to do, but we really want to make sure that it's right. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate that and appreciate that about our relationship that I think we both come at it from the perspective of let's look at the worst case scenario because we are making a replacement and we are replacing a benefit that clients value and have found important. And I love that aspect of the work that we're doing and the level of detail that's going into these to ensure that we truly are doing what's in the the best interest of your clients. So with that said, what's next? What's got you guys excited about continuing to work with DPL? What are the long-term goals for using insurance and annuity solutions in the practice going forward? Well, first off, there's really not much better conversation than calling a client saying, hey, you're going to get more income and save money. So every time, every chance we get to do that, I'm excited about. So that's part one. Going forward, the more of these we can we can do, I think it just it strengthens the plans for the clients. It also strengthens our practice uh, because what's happening, I think, or my vision here is that the the annuity the annuities are starting to become more like an asset. Um, nobody thinks twice about putting money into a particular fund. You know, the clients say, "Hey, we're going to buy this fund. They're fine." If we can get the annuities to that standpoint. Hey, this is just part of your portfolio. It's going to serve a, an income need or it's going to serve a fixed income purpose, but it becomes like a part of a portfolio where we're just buying something because there's no commission, there's no charge. It's just an aspect of their overall plan. The more we can do that, the better we can be at managing plans for clients. We can be more efficient for them, really focus on the things that they that they need us to focus on and not spend so much time on process and procedure. From a business standpoint, that helps us too, because when we can streamline things while delivering a better mousetrap to the client, we can do more as a business. From our relationship with DPL, I'm excited about continuing the idea that DPL is going to become sort of my hub for annuity. You know, we come out of a wirehouse a few years ago before we went full independence. And one thing we did have there was uh, an annuities and insurance back office. We could pick up the phone and say, hey, what, what's the best product right now? Or what's working? Hey, I don't understand this paperwork. Can you help out? We need to turn the income on and I can't get a hold of customer service at this, at this particular insurance company. I feel like if we continue to move forward here, as you guys build out and we build the relationship, DPL can become our, our hub, if you will, for not just moving contracts and new business, but servicing and, and again, being as efficient as possible for our clients as we as we use these products in their plans. I'm glad to hear that you're viewing us as a hub because that's ultimately our vision as well uh, as we've shared with you over the past several months and some of the work that we're doing to get on the Black Diamond platform, which I know you guys are utilizing. One of the other, and I want to dig into that momentarily, but one of the other things that you mentioned is viewing annuities as an asset class. And 
one of our big motivations in working with advisors and doing these podcasts and some of the work that we're doing out in the world is to bring the idea of annuities as an asset class to the forefront and really get other advisors to think about how these strategies can fit into their overall allocation. So how would you say that your thinking towards annuities has changed now versus how it was in the past? Well, I've thought about this a lot, actually, over the last several years, and I really started to think about it after the financial crisis because it became really hard to have a bond portfolio. If you remember way before that, you had the rating agencies and and bond desks and and at, at various firms. It wasn't that hard to go out and say, well, let's go buy this AAA rated bond. What's going to go wrong, right? Well, no, we, then we saw. Uh, and it was also the interest rate situation that owned an annuity before the financial crisis, in some cases kicking and screaming into it, that was the asset that they didn't worry about through the financial crisis. So I started to think about it in this in the sense that, well, if you are, are an investor and you want to have a portion of your portfolio in fixed income, you're not thinking about it the way somebody on Wall Street thinks about a bond portfolio. You're thinking about, okay, this is the money I don't want to lose, and fixed income should be a fixed income, a stream of income that I can count on, right? Bond portfolio isn't necessarily going to do that. A bond fund probably won't do that because it has no maturity. And so your bond funds, especially with rates being all-time lows again, as those rates climb, you're going to see people losing money in their bond funds. Well, that's not why somebody buys bonds, not a regular person. So I started to think about, okay, annuities as a fixed income, you want to have a, an 80-20 stock to bond portfolio, why not think about 80% in, in, in regular stock investments and then take that 20% and put it into some kind of an annuity vehicle that's going to give you a fixed income either now or down the road and has those floors so that, again, you're not going to lose below what you were going to get. You're going to get income the rest of your life. So I really think about now, practically speaking, we haven't gotten there yet, mainly because to do that, you are going to ask somebody to shell out for a pretty big commission and a big cost. Well, it doesn't work that way. So now I think one of the things that's drawn me, drawn us to DPL was that, okay, can we really start to implement this concept for people either in existing portfolios or new money or whatever, that idea that you've got your regular flexible liquid equity investments, then you have your fixed income and, it's, and a portion of that is in an annuity. Makes a lot of sense to me, Dan. Thinking about um, the overall asset allocation and feeding all this insurance information into the financial plan, can you talk about how you strategically use annuities and how you manage everything via technology? Right now, uh, from 10,000 feet, I mean, the value of an annuity uh, or really any guaranteed income source in a financial plan is that you can look at that and say, you've got this part covered. So we're a retirement income planning practice at Lance Financial first and foremost. So a lot of our our clients are in that eventually, you know, soon to retire or retiring or, or recently retired. And of course, we stay with clients all the way through. But when you're in that projection and planning discussion, you can look and say, okay, yeah, you need to spend or these are what you want to spend on your needs and your wants and your wishes. 
we've got guaranteed income coming from various sources, whether it's Social Security or perhaps a pension or the annuity income stream. We've got a portion covered. If we can cover more and more of those needs, that gives that sense of security for clients as they move forward in their plan that, hey, I got that locked down. Even if things get really ugly, at least I got this. So that's key in the planning side. Then we use our, our financial planning suite to really show that. We're, we're Right now we use Money Guide Pro for, for our financial plans. We really like it. Uh, it does a pretty good job when we input the, the annuity income streams of separating and saying, here is your sources of income. Here's the expenses. So you can see kind of side by side what, what you're covering and what you've got covered if things go south. So that's part for the planning side. As far as the just the asset allocation side, uh, we're Black Diamond users. We love Black Diamond. We love what it rolls out to our clients. Right now, the annuities in Black Diamond still feed in there as sort of a, a separate account, if you will. And so they, they look like, hey, you've got your over here and then there's your portfolio. Eventually, um, I'm hoping that we can start to view the annuities in there, not so much as a silo, but almost like a, a part of the overall portfolio. So the clients can say, okay, that annuity is there. Yeah, I know it's a, but, but they might view it like they would view a fund or, or, a, or a, a basket of stocks or something like that. Like it's just a part of the portfolio. Everybody's technology continues to improve here. So we're getting more and more tools just by sitting still and waiting for the companies to do their job. We're getting more and more tools of, of how we can illustrate this stuff. Black Diamond, Money Guy Pro, you guys, all these things continue to evolve. Um, so that's, that, that I get excited about that because I think it's going to be easier and easier for us to show that value to the clients and for us to actually do what we do. I agree with that. I think that uh, being able to show the value of the annuity really helps bring home and helps clients understand why they own the annuity in the first place, right? When when we look at it in silos, sometimes we forget what the annuity is intended to do for the rest of the portfolio. So being able to bring the annuity into something like Black Diamond and have it be visible and the client aware of the benefits it's providing to the portfolio, I think is really impactful on those future conversations. So Dan, we recently announced our latest partnership with SSNC Advent Black Diamond. Steve Levent was just our guest for a day at DPL, which is our thought leadership series, talking about how platforms like Black Diamond are helping to integrate annuities and the direction that he sees from, from their perspective. Can you talk a little bit about what you feel the Black Diamond relationship means for Lance team and your excitement around what we're developing with Black Diamond? Well, I'm very eager to see how this plays out. We're committed to Black Diamond. Uh, it's it, it, we're we're trying to direct our clients and our staff to to sort of live in Black Diamond as much as possible when they're dealing with their finances and when we're dealing with the work we do for our clients. So I'm eager to see how it how this all all plays out. I mean, I, my my vision is you know right now you see a value of the annuity. It's the investment value. Um, I'm hopeful that maybe there'll be a time when we can. A client can go into their black diamond and drill down and say, oh, yeah, that's the investment value of my annuity, but now this is the income portion that I, that I can get, or this is what's happening, uh, this is what the income base is, or, or something on some of these different products, the, the, the features that they have as we continue to build out the, the data that comes through. So uh, the more we can get to our clients through the black diamond portal, the more information, the more detail that we can give them access, I just think that's 
that's better. We want our clients to, to one-stop shop their financial situation that they've trusted us with through Black Diamond. We don't want them to have to think, okay, well, it says that value, but I don't really understand how this thing works. I don't know what else is going on. I don't want clients to call and say, what is this thing? How does this work? They might still do that. But if we can give them more and more information, so we can say, hey, it's right there. We've provided for you. It's totally transparent. You've got everything you you need, and we're happy to walk through it with you whenever you need us to. I think that's huge. So I'm really eager and excited to see how that plays out. I think that in working with clients, one of the most important questions we can ask is, what do you want to accomplish with your assets? Rather than asking, hey, what product do you want? And by being able to fully integrate the annuity into the overall portfolio and plan, we're in a better position to really talk about what the client is trying to accomplish and drive that into the financial plan versus showing a series of products, as you said. Dan, Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure working with your firm and with you. And we look forward to this continued partnership. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. I certainly appreciate all the work uh, you've been doing, Leslie, as we've gone through each one of these cases. I'm sure I got a couple more queued up for today. So I look forward to continuing to, uh, to drill into these things. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening. You can hear more advisor revelations at dplfp.com.